Hi, I'm Apollonia. You may remember me from Purple Rain as leading lady to Prince, or from my band Apollonia 6. I've starred in films, TV shows, and I've been on the cover of magazines all over the world, including Playboy. I was also an LA Rams cheerleader. I'm going to take you with me. Welcome to my podcast, Apollonia Studio 6. Hi, I'm Apollonia Cotero, and welcome to Apollonia Studio 6. To my right is my co-host, Mr. Seth. And Mr. Seth has some really great things to talk about today. Tell to us. Today, we are doing our first episode of Fan Mail. Ooh. Yay! Awesome. And Fan Mail is where we answer your video questions, your emails, your posts on YouTube, your posts on Instagram, your posts on everything, direct messages, all those sorts of things since we debuted Apollonia Studio 6 on our YouTube channel. Woohoo! Thank yes. you for following. Please subscribe. Please like. Subscribe. Yes. Subscribe and like. And uh, so why don't we just jump on into Go it? Go for it. All right. Okay. So we're going to start. Ben Alos Angeles says, have you ever been married and do you have any kids? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I've been married. No, I don't have children. Um, I am firstborn, so I'm the designated babysitter. If you have children, I'll babysit for you. <laughs> Nino Malong. Nino. I have loved the song in a Spanish villa. Wendy plays beautifully on the track. Could you speak a bit on how it came to be and any other thoughts you might like to share? Gosh, that was my idea of where I wanted to live, to have my own Spanish villa, uh, I love the country of Spain, and it gave me an opportunity to sing and talk in Spanish. So it was just a lot of fun. You know, I had to lay down in the studio and just talk about Olivier and Mi Casa, a Spanish villa. It's and el romantic. And Olivier, Olivier was the character or preface mm -hmm. for Oliver, for Oliver's house. Right, which was? On Sheila E's Glamorous Life. Right. Uh, I'm going to skip this one because we're going to get back to this one because this one comes with a special surprise. Uh, hi, Apollonia. Hi. And this is from Allison S. Hi, Allison S. Uh, I heard that Marie France designed most of the lingerie in Purple Rain, but oui. I would love Apollonia to come out with her own lingerie or cosmetic line. Is that in the works? Yes, it is, actually. I actually attempted to do a lingerie line uh, back in the 80s, and then the company fell through. So I'm putting together my brand. I've never branded myself in the U.S., so it's time now. And I have several products that I hope you like for both men and women. All right. And uh, our good girlfriend, Sherry Moffat. Ah, <laughs> Tammy. Did everyone have Sherry? Sherry. Sherry. Okay, Sherry. Okay, so this is not Lady T. No, this is Sherry. Okay, Sherry. Did everyone have some fun on set, joking around, or was it all <laughs> business all the time? What was the funniest thing you can recall filming Purple Rain? Oh my gosh, it was a house of comedians, and uh, 
I do believe, I've said this before, that God created me to make Prince laugh because I used to pull stunts on him, uh, saran wrap his toilet, uh, put salt in his coffee. Uh, I even thought about getting X-lax and putting his coffee, but I thought that that would be a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, it'd be a big problem. So, yeah, we used to do really crazy things like that <laughs> all the time. All right. EPH loves 80s. Hey, let me ask, was Prince's, did Prince have a jerry curl on the Purple Rain? Oh, let me, let me back this up. Let me make sure I read it <laughs> correct. Was Prince's jerry curl on the Purple Rain era inspired by Michael Jackson's jerry curl? No, no, not at all. I think... When you really look at Prince's look, it evolved from, you know, the little flip that we call kind of like the mm -hmm. Dorothy Hamill mm -hmm. hair and then the curls that Uncle Earl, mm -hmm. Uncle Earl created that look with him with the curling iron. But if you look at them both, there were, I think it was just a style back then that, you know, people yes. were using that, you know, the product, cherry curl. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give people a slight education in black hair care. Thank you. <laughs> As a black man from the 80s. <sighs> okay. You see these little spots on my head? Tiny. I call this, I call my head the Robin's egg. These little black spots are from Jerry Curl. From when I've gotten burnt by Jerry Curl and its partner in crime, the infamous perm. Mm. <laughs> and for the people that go way back, there was one called a French perm. That was when you really got your scalp burnt real good. That was before gentle treatment and all that stuff. Okay. So, there is a difference between a jerry curl and a pressing curl and a perm. A jerry curl is a process where they put your hair, they process it and put it in little rods. And the way you keep it curly is you put stuff called activator and uh, all sorts of Juicies all in your hair to keep it moist and keep it juicy, and your pillowcase gets greasy and all those sorts of things. That's a jerry curl. A pressing curl is where you have either a hot comb where you have to press your hair straight from where it it, it is thicker or coarse or whatever you'd like to call it and you have to either press it straight and everybody knows that smell of the burning hair or you have had it chemically straightened where you have to use a perm to straighten it and then Damn. you take hot curlers and then you burn curls into it and then you comb in it's all beautiful and it looks like debarge or it looks like something like that. Prince had a pressing curl mm. or a perming curl. Prince did not have a jerry curl. Mm. Okay, there you go. Now that we have that straight. Now that we've been schooled by Mr. Seth. 
And Thank you. I have the scars from both a jerry curl and a pressing curl. But my hair was fly in the 80s. But ask somebody. <laughs> All right. One of the biggest questions we've had is, will Susan and Brenda appear on the podcast? Well, that's that's something to be uh, discussed still. So we don't kiss and tell. All right. We did ask uh, when we had our premiere episode and uh, we were uh, chatting with you guys during the premiere on our YouTube channel, which we will do. Um, we're going to try to do it every time we have a premiere. Um, we asked for names of my 10 questions that we have been doing religiously. And we've gotten some great uh, answers. Uh, Purple, Purple Kirk Podcast says, Keeping it 100 with Seth. We had C. Cipher, Seth's Big Ten. We had our cameraman Howard said Seth Super Ten. So we're gonna we're going to uh, make a decision, and if you have some other ones, send them in, and we're going to find a name for Seth's Ten Questions. We have had some interesting, interesting people do them, and uh, you get some more interesting answers. And uh, I'm going to go back to a question. Um, Purple Rain costuming has been a running theme. Yes. In the questions we have gotten. Um, and two of the people out of probably, oh, a few that have asked about Purple Rain costuming, two of them were Allison S. from Ringwood, New Jersey, and Sherry Moffat. Allison asked, uh, and the questions are quite similar, so I'm going to ask them together. <laughs> Allison asked, I've always wanted to know, where did Apollonia get her long red earring? And the one black glove with the red sequins she wears in the movie. You still have the mm -hmm. red black, black glove because mm -hmm. I've seen it. And the that. earrings. And the earring. I would love her to share her fashion influences. And does mm -hmm. she still have the gold hoop that Prince gave her and swapped with her during the scene where she buys him the guitar? Yes, I still have the gold hoop that was given to Prince, the original gold hoop that I have was given to Prince by his mother, Maddie Bacchio, and he gave it to me. So I have it. I still have the red earring. I have a, a few items, costumes. And what was the rest of the... Uh... And, um, and you have the red glove. You have the black glove with the red sequence. Yes, I have that. Yes. It'll make an appearance one day on the set. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sherry asked, do you still own any of the clothes, jewelry from Purple Rain? I remember... The earring, the long right. red one. Right, I have um, that, yes. On one ear, I actually bought a similar pair back in the day. Um, the, other side, the other side is a black rose. I absolutely love them and still have them. Mm -hmm. So we have a surprise for our Apollonia Studio 6 family. And mm -hmm. this is going to be something that is going to become... Uh, kind of a running theme on our show and yeah. our set. Our set is going to kind of take a life of its own. Little Easter eggs. Little Easter eggs as our episodes uh, go on as, right. the, as the set 
and the shows go on and get bigger. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some great things with you guys and for you guys. And as a fan, I'm just ecstatic. I know. he's. I've taken Seth to, I have storage uh, in two different states. So I just, he just saw some of my items and mm. he was so happy. He was all excited. I'm like, what, this and this? And just a bunch of fun stuff. Yes. For myself and other people. <laughs> so, um, since so many of the fams have asked about some of the legendary costumes from Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. I we- brought something for all of you to look at. And uh, should we show it first or are we going to talk about it first? I think we should show it first and then you should give the history of it. Okay. Okay. So we Let's get up here. do it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh my goodness. Look at that purse. Ah. This is an outfit that I wore in the film. Designed by Miss Marie France. Okay. Alrighty. Now, the story of this dress is that this dress was originally designed for the film Purple Rain but for Denise Matthews, for her physique. uh, I'm heavy on top, and she is, you know, bigger hips than I have. So to give her, accentuate her chest, it was done in a cut to bring in, you know, some attention to the neckline. And it's cut really low in the back because she was very curvy. Uh, So... When I came around, it was the only outfit that had been designed for her. And, uh, you know, Prince said, this is for you now. There was no alterations. I just put it on. It fit. And, uh, you know, we had the black gloves and the chains, very S&M. This is a scene that he is singing Darling Nikki. And I'm sitting with Morris. And I feel offended. And I run out of this the club, First Avenue, and just running out. Nothing was taped. There was no accidents. Everything worked out. But this is a dress that was originally designed for Denise Matthews, Vanity. And uh, same hairstyle, same gloves. Those are the chains made by uh, Marie France. And uh, there she is, just for you. She's been in storage, and there's more to come. More to come. I've seen some of it. You're going to die. We hope you like it. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Please remember to subscribe. Yes. Please send comments. Yes. Your questions. And then for Mr. Seth, if there's any other 10 questions you want to, you know, they have ideas. Yeah. Names for his 10 questions. What was the name that uh, we had from Mr. Matisse? Mr. Matisse Simone? (laughs) Sestions. That's a cute one. (laughs) Sestions. All right, so let's get back to the questions. Perfect. How is it, and this is from Shop Travion, how is it you stayed on top in the business out of all the rest? Wow. Uh, explain that question to me a little bit. Just to, I don't know. Does it mean that did I go on to work? 
Many of us went on to work. Lisa and Wendy have worked in music uh, very successfully, uh, won multitude of awards. I went on to do daytime, uh, nighttime, not daytime, nighttime TV and other films. Uh, I live in Hollywood, so you know there's always action things happening. I host events and I've recorded. Uh, so it's just you know being out there. It's part of my my business. I don't have anything else to fall back on. If I had something else to fall back on, I would probably not be doing what I'm doing now. If I wanted to be a secretary or a lawyer, I would be that right now. So growing up, I didn't have anything else to fall back on because this was my dream. So I have nothing else that I could do but this. All right. All right. We're going to go to a video question. And this question is from my homegirl in Detroit, Jamila Sarde. All right, Jamila, what's your video question? Hello, this is Jamila Sade from Detroit, Michigan. And I just want to know, um, how was it like when you first met Susan and Brenda? And did you all get along? Bye. Oh, my gosh. Do I tell that story about that little critter? I think you should. The first night I met Susan and Brenda, Susan Moonsey and Brenda Bennett from Vanity Six, before I knew it was going to be Apollonia Six, I met them in Minnesota. And I didn't realize that they had to do the, I was doing the audition for the girls too, because they had a say. Uh, Prince asked them, you know, you have to meet her. They even checked out my audition tapes too, to make sure that, you know, Prince was kind enough to let them have a point of view and opinion. So I meet them in a house, uh, Steve Fargnoli's house, uh, Prince's manager, our managers. And we're having a wonderful time. I'm really nervous. I'm shy. And t- trying to tone down my California accent, you know, you know, for sure. And uh, Steve Fargnoli was dating a really nice woman, Monica Petrucci, at the time, who was still great friends. And she was wearing this beautiful fur coat. And she brings out, she goes, look what I have. And she had these teeny weeny little baby monkeys, tiny, cute little monkeys in her pocket. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is going on? There's monkeys in the... And I'm trying my best to just, you know, you know, make friends with the girls. And I know they're sizing me up and everything. And I grab one of the monkeys and a little fucker bit my finger. <laughs> it bit my finger and it bled. So I'm like, ah, I got bit by a monkey in a beautiful mansion in Minnesota in front of Susan and Brenda. And I couldn't cry. I didn't want to be sissy girl. So I'm just like, you know, I'm bleeding. My first blood, right? And yeah, it was little monkeys. So the first day that I met the girls, I got bit by a monkey. Uh, but, you know, obviously we all got along and we're still family to this day. So that's when we met. They approved and uh, the rest was history. Thank you, Susan and Brenda. And to that little monkey, I don't know if you're still around, but I hope you're. Uh, it hurt. It hurt. Anyhow, yeah. I know. Weird. All right. <laughs> Back to some fan questions. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yves Nevant, are there other musicians you'd work with, other genres? Are there songs you'd want to sing? Gosh, absolutely. I would love to sing uh, music in Spanish. I still have unreleased music at Warner Brothers in Spanish, so... I'd like to do something more contemporary, maybe some bossa nova, uh, estilo de Bel Gilberto, you know, a little Brazilian mm-hmm. Portuguese. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, okay. Something different. Yes, I would like to. 
This is from Larissa D. Your favorite moment on the movie Purple Rain. My favorite moment. Mm -hmm. I believe it was performing with the girls because we rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and we recorded the song and I finally had that big moment. And I was really excited to do the song with Susan Brenda. So that was, for me, the big moment that I finally got up there and I had to do my thing up there and, you know, not fall out of a corset. I'm very, uh, I'm shy. So that was pretty tough stuff to go up there and, you know, it's like swinging tassels. <laughs> and, and Larissa always said, I really need to mention that I really love you and love your podcast. So, oh, so thank, thank you. you. Jay Infamous, will Apollonia ever come out with another album? And, and if so, what kind of genre? I would love to. Um, I work with a coach, and uh, we just did some music together for uh, the Children's Defense Fund, uh, backing vocals. But yes, I'd love to do some new music. Mm. And I have, you know, producers I'd love to work with. So, And the genre would be, I'd like to do something in Spanish, but I'd like to do something to dance to. Uh, because of COVID and all that shit we've been dealing with, I want to dance. Mm. I know Seth and I want to go out dancing to clubs and everything. Just sweat and dance. I want to do something fun, dance stuff. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting question. Sapphire Exclusivity wants to know, do y'all know who Damien Dame are? I know who Damien Dame is. And I have a little story about that. Okay. Damien Dame, if we're talking about the same Damien Dame, Damien Dame was a group, the first group released on LaFace Records. Mm. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, okay, yeah. so you know. So um, I'll tell you a very a little interesting story, interestingly enough. Um, I had a brief encounter with LaFace Records when I was 18 years old. Uh, I used to be in a group as a teenager. Me and my best friend had a group called Cherry Vine, male-female duo. Mm -hmm. And at the time, my best friend worked with a guy who was Babyface's first wife's brother. And... Uh, so it was Babyface's brother-in-law. We're talking 1989, and um, uh, Babyface and L.A. had just gotten their uh, uh, <clears throat> record deal for LaFace, for LaFace to be a label. And um, uh, the gentleman said that LaFace was looking for a Male artist, female artist, and a male and female duo to be on the face. That's what they wanted their first three artists to be. Mm -hmm. And would me and my best friend be interested in putting out a demo, giving a demo to him to get to a baby face. So we did. We went to the studio. We did a demo. We did a song called Love Machine that we wrote. I'll never forget it. Took some 8x10s in my dining room, black and white. And uh, probably about a month later, this guy called me. And uh, he called me, which I found, was, found out was strange. And um, he didn't call my friend, which was the person he knew. Mm -hmm. He didn't know me. He mm -hmm. knew my friend. 
And uh, he said, um, I'm going to give you my address. I need you. I need to talk to you. But don't bring my friend. But don't bring so-and-so. the girl. Yeah. Oh. I just need you to come. Mm. So I reluctantly went. I took a friend of mine, Diane, uh, Diana Gales, who was a singer and a songwriter. She was in a group of girls that I knew called Cool Supreme. They were a rap group, rap singing group in Detroit. This is all Detroit, Michigan. And uh, I took Diane with me, and I reluctantly went over there. And he said, I'm going to make a phone call. I need you to talk to somebody. I said, okay. And he got a guy by the name of Derek Ladd on the phone. Derek Ladd and Dwayne Ladd, who was who was his brother, were, if I'm not mistaken, Babyface's cousins. And they were the A&R for LaFace, this new fledgling label that was going to be LaFace. And at the time, they were still, if I'm not mistaken, um, out of Ohio, Cincinnati, mm. Ohio, or Dayton, one of those places. So Derek Ladd gets on the phone, and Derek Ladd says, we got your tape, we got your picture, uh... We're just going to be blunt. We're interested in you. We're not interested in your friend. We want you to go back in the studio, record the song by yourself. Because um, we have no interest in her. <laughs> Damn. That's that's how it goes. And that's how the business is. Mm -hmm. Ruthless. And, um, I, you know, I understood, but I didn't understand. You know, and I was young. I was 18. I was insecure. Mm -hmm. You know, but. 18's a baby. You know, but. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? So, um, but they were interested. Mm -hmm. um, those conversations went on for a few months, mm -hmm. a couple of months. They sent me some tracks. Um, they were, the, the, I never got a chance to meet Babyface or talk to Babyface or L.A., and I think that if I had a talk to Babyface in L.A., it might have went differently mm -hmm. because Babyface in L.A. had a connection to Bootsy. Mm, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think things might have went different right. if I had talked to L.A. and Babyface. Right. The more muscle. Yeah. And, and, but interestingly enough, the girl that went with me, Diane, mm -hmm. ended up, I ended up kind of getting her with Derek and Dwayne Ladd. Because there was a girl that was signed that did sign with them. First girl they had signed to LaFace was a girl that I don't think ever came out by the name of Sony. Mm -hmm. She was their first female artist. So this is what the rouster, this is what they wanted, at least from what I heard. Not from Babyface in L.A., but from mm -hmm. this A&R department. Right. They wanted Sony mm -hmm. to be the girl, mm -hmm. me to be the guy. And Damien Dame was going to be the guy and girl duo. So that's where the name, how you know the name. Yes. Mm, what a great story. Okay. In answer to that question, damn. Sony came, Sony never came out. Mm -hmm. Diane got a job to be the ba a background singer and dancer for Sony. Mm -hmm. She went to Ohio. Some shit went down. Something happened where Diane didn't get paid. It turned out really bad. Oh. Diane got back, and then when that happened, I just said, no. Yep. Out. Maybe if I had talked to Babyface right. in yep. L.A., it might have ended differently. But you were just 18. But I was 18, yeah. and then when 
things happen with Diane the way that they happen. Yeah. I was just like, no, I can't do it. You didn't even have like a rep a manager at the time. Nothing. Just eighteen year old little kid. I didn't. I, I didn't want. So yeah, that was my short lived escapade with LaFace. Mm. But that's how that's how I know Damien Dane. I'm I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> that's that right. was that was such a random question. <laughs> random question. That is, that is something. I wonder if she knew. Maybe the, maybe know, somebody had asking. read because I did post before on my Instagram mm. that I had a short lived, very short lived career with LaFace. Uh, Seth's voice is beautiful. He's he always sings. Sometimes we drive and you know all of a sudden, no matter where we're at, Prince music comes on. He's yeah. always you know, and we sing together. Yeah. He's has a beautiful voice. You know, what was really kind of sad, though, as, as we talk about Damien Damon, is if I'm not mistaken, both of them have perished. Oh, really? Rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, rest in peace. I okay. mean, and they were both like my age. And, mm. and so, okay. okay, more fan questions. What's your favorite part of, and this is kind of the same thing, what's your favorite part of filming? Purple Rain, but she kind of mm -hmm. answered that. Mm -hmm. That was from Jose Rod, NPG for Life. I'm shouting you out. We kind of answered that question before, it's but I'm going to shout you yeah. out. Okay? Feeling like the whole movie was just okay. exceptional. All right. Um, mm. uh oh. 36 double D? I don't know. I don't know if you want to answer that one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, these gossipy stuff okay. about how do I feel about certain people in, yeah. in the Prince camp? Okay. <laughs> Sean Mann, 7-Eleven. What was it like making back-to-back -back with Bill Paxton and Todd Field? I love that Oh, movie. my gosh. Back-to-back. -back. Rest in peace. Billy. Bill Paxton. Oh, my goodness. That was incredible. That was a lot of fun. They tested a lot of guys, and Bill was awesome. Uh, we had a great time in Apache Junction, Arizona. And uh, it was great. It was just so much fun. It was hot. It was in the summertime. And I got to work with some really great people. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. I got to work with Ben Johnson. So, yeah, it was just, well, what if, I mean, for me, a feather in my cap, Bill Paxton. Yeah. And Todd Field goes and, you know, gets nominated for an Oscar for directing a movie years later. Yeah, fun. Good times. Emo Night 21. First of all, it's an honor to speak with you. <gasps> Thank you. Second, did you stay in touch with Prince in the 90s? Yes. I stayed in touch with Prince during like 30 plus years, 37 plus years of his life. Uh, he would always call random or he would have that person call and then the other person would call that Prince is going to call. And then many times I had numbers direct. Uh, the only time I didn't hear from him was for about three years when he was married to Manuela Testolini. Three years I didn't, I was like, oh... No complaints. <laughs> she would call and just goof around. I heard your interview. What are you watching on TV? I'm just watching TV. Just like, you know, mm -hmm. I would tape the interviews. I said, I taped it. You taught me to tape them. They took some stuff out of context. You want me to send you the tape? So what are you watching on TV? That was it. Never was, you know, never stayed mad. Yves <laughs> uh, Navant had another question. Is there any Prince project besides Purple Rain that you wanted to participate in? Mm, I actually, well, let me see. Yes, uh, before Prince uh, transitioned, he had plans. So he was, you know, wanted to make a movie for Apollonia 6, new music for Apollonia 6. Uh, he was guiding me to do my memoirs. Uh, he was sending me emails. He was going to make my deal. He told me to stop telling my Price of Stories 
because I was going to get paid for every word. My book was going to come out a year within within a year after his. So yes, those projects. And I'm sure many more with him. All right. Why don't we do another video question? And this one is from Alina in Austin, Texas. Alina, let's hear your question. Hi, Apollonia. My name is Alina. I'm 23 and I'm questioning in all the way from Austin, Texas. Uh, I first wanted to say that I am a huge admirer of yours. I have been ever since I was a young girl, mostly because you've lived my dream life. But I wanted to say you've made it very apparent that the best gift Prince has ever given you is the opportunity to provide for your family. So what I wanted to ask was, what is the best tangible or physical gift that Prince has ever gifted you? Oh, the gift. He gave me the platform to be myself, to be an entertainer. He gave me the opportunity to be Apollonia, to be the best that I could be. He was tough on me. He always ripped me a new one. Always. But uh, I'm grateful for that because I still utilize those valuable lessons to this day with this show, with Seth. Was there anything else that he gave you? Physical? physical? Oh, yes. He gave me a beautiful diamond ring, amethyst. I know all these like collaborators are like, uh, you know, they get so <laughs> upset with me. Uh, he gave me beautiful jewelry. He made clothes for me. Uh, but uh, yes, the beautiful ring that he gave me that I still have with the matching pendant and a lot of other little things, toys. He would buy me toys all the time. Like I was a little kid. We go to a store called Oz on Sunset. He'd buy me toys, dolls, toys, little rubber dolls and just a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. He gave you the jacket from the beautiful ones. Yes. Scene. Yeah. Yep. He had it made for me yeah yeah so that it it was like we we're just like you know unreasonable facsimiles of him we were all dressed like him like little soldiers yeah <laughs> i enjoyed it though i loved it i with the curl and we do the lisa thing with the hair it's like we all became kind of like yeah like little prince soldiers <laughs> all right let's see what else we've got here great questions they're making me sweat Okay. <clears throat> X-Man Solid 62. Do shirt merch with you on it. That would be so cool. Like movie, album, etc. Mm. So, yes, we're Yeah. I have never have I've never had products in the US. I've branded myself overseas. And this is my first time out. So we have our store coming out. Mm -hmm. And we have t-shirts uh and we have masks. Uh, we have a lot of different makeup, clothing, just well, a lot of fun things. I'm excited. I just hope you all like it. And if you have ideas of what you'd like, send me ideas, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. no purple condoms, no purple dildos or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, at least not yet, but maybe. <laughs> so Mia Tavares wants to know, did Prince ever propose to you? No. Oh my gosh, um, I gave an interview right when we finished the movie, and it's out there, look for it. The public wanted us to be an item, a couple, and I gave an interview saying that, you know, they want us to be married, and we could have all these little kids, you know, with his cheeks holding little purple balloons, 
that's what the audience wanted. The fans wanted that. Um, he never proposed, you know, but that's what they all thought, that we were going to be, you know, married and have kids. But we didn't have that kind of friendship. We, we had a working relationship and like family. He really just treated me like family. I always say like, like a mother, you know, sit down here and you shouldn't eat that, you know, be careful with this and don't talk to them and, you know, just very protective. Okay. Well, that kind of leads into our next video question. Our next video question is from Maria. Uh, All right, Maria. (laughs) And Maria's video question is... Hi, Seth. Hi, Apollonia. Um, My name is Maria. And this question is for Apollonia. Uh, You had said that you and Prince were never romantically involved. Uh, My question is... Did you ever want to be? Like, did you ever feel like, I don't know, like jumping on them? <laughs> okay. That's my question. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the million dollar question. I, I wish I had a dollar every time I've been asked that. Or, or having my name mispronounced or misspelled. Uh, when, he and I never. I don't know what religion he is. You know what I mean? Uh, but when he did, which is one of my favorite, Computer Blue, and I was talking to Seth about this, you know, all of a sudden I see him, and he's, you know, I remember I told him, I said, you should wear, like, you know, this veil, like Excalibur. I thought, like, beaded, you know, and they made the, the veil. And he comes up there, and he's all, like, greased down, and, and it was a song, and he's doing all these moves, and I was like, hot damn, <laughs> right? Wow! And at that moment, you know, I got a little crush. And that's the one thing as an actor you're supposed to have, get little crushes on certain actors. You know, I had to kiss Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, so I had to find something about him that I would get a crush on. So at that moment, I was like, I saw what the women saw. I mean, I saw it all along, but at that moment, I saw the sexuality, sex. And at that moment, I was like, ooh, that's some sexy stuff. And then once the song finished, I was like, gone so no it didn't feel right and then at the time i was dating someone i was seeing david lee roth from van halen and uh he was like my thor i wanted him to come on set and visit but someone didn't want him there you know because it would have been disruptive the press and prince wanted to have and you know command control 24 7 okay um joserod.mpg for life had a second question, which is, what's your best memory of Prince? Uh, celebrating our 30th anniversary, uh, June 28, 2014, at Paisley Park. He had a party for me. It's just the two of us, and Third Eye Girl performed, and uh, we both got choked up. We both, you know, I gave him a little crown, a little charm, mm-hmm. and it was just, that was it. That, to me, looking at, you know, grow, we're grown up. That was an incredible moment, and uh, I feel it was for him, too, because we, you know, to see each other, and he was showing me videos, and then he showed me that this could be us. He goes, you know, I wrote a song about us. So, yeah. Solomon Hopkins wants to know, what was it like working with Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mark Hamill was fun. He was very cute, very shy. We had to do love scenes, so he's very shy. 
of course, we all wanted to have, you know, Star Wars questions and all that. He was super cool. Uh, Bill was just hysterical. There was one night I could hear, oh, man, oh, fuck, man, oh, and I go outside, I go out to the, he's laying on the ground, you know, and he's just dehydrated. We were dehydrated. We were working out in the sun, you know, so we picked him up, we gave him some water, we sat there, and he just started laughing. I had a, uh, my Yorkie, Valentino, I was kissing Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream. My little Valentino licked a frog mm. and got high. And I didn't know what was going on, but it was Bill Paxton. So he goes, you're, he goes, because Valentino's stoned, man. <laughs> so I re- just remember Bill and I having a great time. Hey, man. Hey, Apple, man. <sighs> oh, man. He was, oh, I miss him so much. <laughs> Elisa Aralano. Mm. Hey, Apples, did Prince ever cook for you? Yes. He cooked a lot of different things. Uh, and uh, he would make raisin cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cooked eggs like nobody's business. He made pancakes for me. He made great pancakes. Uh, he made chicken before. I mean, he fried chicken. I was sick uh, after jumping in the lake, so I stayed with him for, I don't know, three, four days at his house, and he took care of me. Uh, gave me Sudafed, fed me. That's where I would lay underneath the piano, sick, like all snotted and stinky, like a cat curled up and he played piano. He goes, why are you down there? I go, the acoustics sound beautiful. And I was all like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he did cook. Pac Velez wants to know, who is your favorite person to go to the Dodgers game with? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that would have to be Paco Veliz. <laughs> Paquito. Paquito Veliz. Oh, He's... that was a plant. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Yes. My friend Paco, he's an incredible painter. He lives in Long Beach. He's my family, and we go to the games. And, you know, I have, uh, I know this is really, I have two footlongs. <laughs> I do. And I, I become very self-conscious when I'm eating them in public. Because it looks weird. And then I have a beer, a Mexican beer. So, you know, popcorn, and we just have a blast. It's just like, oh, look at the Mexicans over there. We're like, ooh, ha, hoo, ha. <laughs> All right. And then we have one more video question. Okay. We've got Diego Sanchez. And Diego wants to know. Hi, Apollonia. It's Dee from Morrison Poe and Nile Rogers Productions. Hopefully 2022 is the year that we can actually get to hang out again because it's been so long and this is ridiculous already, right? Anyway, I'm super, super proud of what you've been working on. Everything looks so exciting and I can't wait to see everything that's been going on and everything that you've been working on. It's going to be so cool. But in the meantime, I have a question that I've always wanted to ask you. I've been re-watching Purple Rain. Brilliant work, by the way, and something that's always moved me was the scene for The Beautiful Ones. Yes, his performance was great, such a great song, but my question to you is, what were you actually looking at when they were filming you? There's so much emotion in this scene, in just your eyes, the slow tear swelling, your lip movements, your eyes, <laughs> and of course how terribly uncomfortable Morris is, and also your eyes. I've always wondered, if you were being asked to emote without actually looking at something in particular, 
or if you were in fact watching Prince perform on stage while they were actually filming you. And if you were watching Prince, how many times before this scene was actually shot did you actually hear the song? Was this the first time you were hearing it? Was the emotion and everything a surprise? Those are some things that I would like to know. Anyway, lots of love. Can't wait to see everything you're working on. Sending you big love. Mwah. Thank you. Wow, that's a loaded question. Uh, I believe I had heard the song, and uh, I had to be Prince's point of view throughout the movie. Um, and in this particular case, we had multiple cameras. And what you see is really the first take. We may have rehearsed it a little bit, but Prince wasn't on rehearsing in front of people. He just did the song. And that's what you see. And I hadn't heard the entire song. So once you see us sitting there with the cameras, we're actually watching Prince perform. He's up there performing. So he's singing to me. And I mean, you know, <laughs> I had to make sure that I didn't fall out of character and, you know, become myself Uh so I had to make sure that I didn't go off and cry too much or not emote, but it was just watching him and listening to the way he was singing the, the words, the, the lyrics, and the way he was singing to me. That's what he made me feel. So I just let it go. And I knew that was part of my character, you know, the girl, the boy. So when he does, for example, uh, Purple Rain, that was my day off. They called me, says, he wants you on set. So I was there in a coat, in my pajamas, brush my teeth. He has me on top on the, on the board in First Avenue. And you see when he's singing, a couple times you see him look up. You see the whites of his, his eyes on the bottom. He's looking up at me at the board. He had to have me there so he could sing to me. And he sang that. He made me cry on the board watching, you know, in my pajamas. So he had me as a point of view. There's no way that anybody would not react if Prince is singing to you, an entire song singing to you, whether it's at the Forum or, you know, in, in Paris or some other huge stadium. If he sits in, at you, you're going to cry, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, so I hope I answered his, you know, his question. It was just natural. It was all, a lot of it was improv. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I thought for our first fan mail episode, this was a great this is success. Great. Thank you so much for these questions. Yeah. And you had, I mean, just great answers. And, you know, he's. She had all the answers. I'm asking all the questions. <laughs> yeah, great answers. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do this without Mr. Seth. So I want you all to know. And this was just incredible. This, you know, the outfit. She's here. There's more to come. Yep. There's more to come. So keep sending your video questions. Keep sending your emails to fams at apolloniastudio6.com. There'll be more of these episodes coming mm -hmm. and more exciting guests coming oh, and just so much more. It's been quite a journey so far and we're looking so forward to so I'm much grateful. more. I'm so grateful for your love and support. Keep supporting us. Keep subscribing. If you want to see the shows, you got to subscribe. Otherwise, subscribe. We, yeah, we don't have a show. <laughs> Share, like, subscribe. Yep. All of it. And it'll just get better and better and better. Yep. All right. Thank you. We love you. 
We'll see you very soon. This is Apollonia Cotero signing off from Apollonia Studio 6 and Mr. Seth. Mr. Seth, we love you guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. All right.